Good morning. Let's jump right in. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to Christopher. He's listening, and that's such a good thing. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my faith. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I look forward to dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. God's way day by day is quoting 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. It says, You were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. Jesus never holds a grudge or puts up a barrier to forgiving all your sins. He completely erases your sinful past He alone has the full capacity to forgive and forget. Jesus never condemns you for your failures. To the contrary, when you fail, he picks you up, dusts you off, and helps you to move forward in your life. He teaches you important lessons from your mistakes so that you can experience strength and wholeness. I want to interject a little message to millennials. Guys, listen. The earlier that you get to know the Lord, the ways of the Lord, get to trust the Lord, and get to know what is right from wrong, stay on that path. I know that God forgives us for all of our sins, for all of our mistakes. Yes, he does, and he repeatedly forgives us. But please do not treat God like a toy, okay? I'm not saying that you are, but I'm just saying that when you have that freedom of knowing that God will forgive you, please don't take it as a license to just wreak havoc in your life anytime you want. Again, the sooner you get to know the straighter path, the sooner God will release his will for your life 
on your life so that you can have a fabulous life. Amen. Very, very important. Okay, God's promises. All right. Proverbs 22, verse 9. He who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives his bread to the poor. Remind yourself of God's promises regarding generosity. God promises if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. So give. Give abundantly. Even extravagant giving is honored by God. I've never known anyone who went bad because he or she was too generous. Remind yourself of his promises regarding generosity and start giving, listeners. Start giving. Amen. Stay right there. We'll be right back. We're getting a good word today, as always. A Spectacle of Glory by Joni Tada. It says that this is a season, perhaps like none other, to truly influence our nation, to showcase the love of Jesus through specific practical acts of kindness. Others may whine and gripe about the world going to hell in a basket, but honestly, we know better. We know that good will ultimately triumph. So let's show what this ultimate good will look like by rolling up our sleeves and helping others today, feeding the hungry today, and surprising people with courtesy and care in Jesus' name today. If you find yourself overly discouraged or pessimistic about today's culture, then find a way to start serving that culture in ways that point to the love of Christ. Amen. Lord, I know you've put me in this place and time for a reason, and it isn't to complain or despair. So please open doors for me today to direct your love to those who cross my path. Amen. And In Touch Magazine, this is really cool. It says, the value that we place on something determines how we treat it. For example, you probably wouldn't give much thought to an old shoebox. But if someone put $10,000 inside it, you would protect it. So similarly... We realize the worth of the Bible. We no longer read it merely out of obligation. And here are six things that God tells us about how to read his instruction manual for life. Number one, he says, turn to it daily with eager expectation for what the Lord will reveal. 
Two, meditate upon the word to fully absorb its meaning and implications. Three, study God's truth. There are a variety of ways to do this. For example, you can use a concordance or search engine, and you can follow a specific word through the Old and New Testaments. Number four, believe what the Bible says. Number five, apply what you read to your life situation. I love to do that. And lastly, share what you learn because this will encourage others while strengthening you and sinking the lesson deep in your heart. The Bible is living truth that protects and guides. It pierces and encourages. From it, we learn how to be saved. When we grasp the scripture's value, our interaction with God's word will prove its worth. Be sure to read Psalm 1. How lovely. Awesome. Commanding your morning, a daily devotional. It says, in praying God's word, we tap into the genius of God and legislate his oracles into the earth realm. It is God who has set the stage for our progression into his image and likeness. And it will be God who watches over his words to perform them. The people who speak out of the spirit of God will do great exploits in his name. To do so means to come into agreement with the God-breathed words spoken in the law and through the prophets, as well as individualized words of direction revealed and received through our spirits from God. As consummate planners and strategists, we must follow every word that proceeds out of God's mouth and pray prophetically just as Paul advised Timothy to do. 1 Timothy 1.18 says, This charge I commit to you, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Father, I live off every word that proceeds out of your mouth, they nourish my spirit and change my perspective. I open my heart to receive fresh revelation from you today. I come into agreement with the words you've spoken. The words that you have spoken to me will come to pass because you watch over your word to perform it. I commit to speak out of your spirit and not of myself so I can do great exploits in your name, in Jesus' name, amen. Pray with me. I praise you today for all the times that you've brought me through situations that seemed hopeless. Thank you, Lord, for all the times you've turned situations completely around. 
When I was in sin, you cleansed me and made me new. When I deserved punishment, you showed me grace and gave me what I didn't deserve. I stand in awe of you, God. I decree that the works of the devil are destroyed and the plans and purpose of God shall prevail. I declare that I am advancing the cause of Christ in every region and I am promoting the King and proclaim that his kingdom is here. In the name of Jesus, amen. I love it. Stay right there. We'll be right back. We're going to get it all in. Let's get the word. Let's live it. Be right back. Okay, changing the tempo a little bit with trusting God day by day. It says, simplicity brings joy. Matthew 18, verse 3. Truly, I say to you, unless you repent, change, turn about, and become like little children, trusting, lowly, loving, forgiving, you can never enter the kingdom of heaven at all. Christians have available to them the abundant quality of life that comes from God, who is not full of fear, stress, worry, anxiety, or depression. He is not impatient or in a hurry. He takes time to enjoy his creation. And listeners, he wants us to do the same. I don't think that a majority of people are enjoying their lives. When you ask them how they are, their response is always, oh, I'm busy, or I'm just so busy with work, I'm busy with the kids. And we live in a stressful world that seems to be getting more stressful with each passing year. People are hurrying everywhere. They're rude, short-tempered, And it's easy to see that many people are frustrated and under pressure. They're experiencing financial stress, marital stress, the stress of raising children in today's world. Well, here's something to consider. Simplicity brings joy and complication blocks it. Matthew 18.3 says, God wants us to approach life with simple, childlike faith. He wants us to grow up in our behavior, but remain childlike in our attitude toward him concerning trust and dependence. He wants us to know that we are his precious little ones. We're his children. We show faith in him when we come to him this way and that allows him to care for us so much more. We cannot have peace and enjoy life without childlike faith. When you begin to live your life with all the simplicity of a child, think about this, it will change your whole outlook in a most amazing way. So let's start looking for ways 
that you complicate things and ask the Holy Spirit to teach you simplicity in those areas. Jesus lives in you and although he's extraordinarily powerful, he is also extraordinarily simple. He will teach you simplicity if you truly wish to learn. So trust in him. Take the time to observe a child and notice how they approach things with such simplicity. Approach God with the same kind of innocence and complete dependence on him. Trust him to take care of all your needs so that you can enjoy your life. Mm, amen. Oh, I thought that was so beautiful. Deuteronomy 32 says, An eagle that stirs up her nest, that flutters over her young, spread abroad his wings, and he took them. He bore them on his pinions. Interesting. A mother eagle nudges their babies out of a nest because she loves them and wants them to have the best lives that they can possibly have. Most eaglets won't get out of the nest without a push. So similarly, most of us will also choose comfort over challenge unless we have no choice at all. If you feel God is working in your life the same way the mother eagle does with her young, that is good because he is pulling some of the padding out of your nest so that you yourself can sit on a couple of prickly branches. All he's saying to you is, come on, it's time to fly. So remember the mother eagle's intentions and know that you can trust God's good intentions for you. Trust in him. And if you feel God has pushed you out of your comfort nest, trust that he is not trying to harm you. He is merely teaching you to fly. Amen. I love it. And now God's purpose for your life. 1 Thessalonians 5. Oh, wrong one. Sorry, sorry. Hebrews 3, chapter, thir- chapter 3, verse, verse 13. Encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So often our unbelief arises as a result of discouragement, and it comes from not seeing God's hand in our situation or the promises that he's given us fulfilled. Somehow the delays and disappointments remind us of the ways that others have let us down. We confer their untrustworthiness to the Lord. 
Well, this is why it's so important to share our testimonies of God's faithfulness and encourage one another with the truth that he always keeps his word. Unfortunately, we do the opposite at times. Rather than recount all the blessings that he's given us, we like to get together and complain. And then the disbelief starts to spread. If we want to take hold of the promises that God has for us, we must be on the lookout for unbelief, both both in us and in others. And then we got to root it out. We must encourage ourselves daily in the word and remind others of how the Lord has come through for us in the past. Talk about it. Because circumstances will arise that will make us doubt. But if we have a community of faith to support and reassure us and remind us, it will lessen the blow and make our trials an encouraging testimony for everyone involved. Oh, I love it. Daily encouragement for each other is real and really needed. Amen, right? Jesus, show me who I can encourage daily and also who will do for me the same in return. Amen. I'll be back with some lovely poems I came across. You'll love it as we end the podcast. Stay right there. Okay, these poems are from some of the top poets of today, like Grace E. Easley and Helen Steiner Rice and Roxy Lux Smith, just to name a few, and Esther Nilsson. Okay, here we go. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Walk beside me all the way. Keep me safe from all that would cause me heartache if it could. Guard my eyes and ears and lips. Give me strength to come to grips with each problem I must face and some courage just in case. Never let my footsteps stray lest perhaps I lose the way and whatever may befall, keep me humble through it all. If a cross must be my share, make it one that I can bear. And through shadows of the night, hold me close till morning light. Amen. Where there is love, the heart is light. Where there is love, the day is bright. Where there is love, there is a song to help when things are going wrong. Where there is love, there is a smile to make all things seem more worthwhile. Where there is love, there's quiet peace, a tranquil place where turmoils cease. Love changes darkness into light and makes the heart take wingless flight. Oh, blessed are we who walk in love. They also walk with God above. And when man walks with God again, there shall be peace 
on earth for men. Amen. Drop a pebble in the water and it ripples reach out far and the sunbeams dancing on them may reflect them to a star. Give a smile to someone passing, thereby making his morning glad. It may greet you in the evening when your own heart may be sad. Do a deed of simple kindness, though its end you may not see. It may reach like widening ripples down a long eternity of it. Every storm we live through is worth another prayer. After the storm is over, we know that God was there. Every day we've ever lived is worth a thank you to the God who keeps our step with him, who watches all we do. Every small miracle proves that there's someone who must care. The joys and tears of life always are worth a little prayer. Amen. Evening is a time to think and cast your cares aside, a time to pray and meditate and in the Lord confide. Evening is a time to read, write letters to a friend, a time to sit with family, to visit so or men a time to ponder in your mind and think your own thoughts through, a time to cuddle little ones and them to cuddle you. Evening is a time to dream and sleep in holy care and trust that God is working nights to answer every prayer. Amen. This day all unexplored belongs to me, the pattern as I choose. The end result shall be all mine, no matter if I win or lose. The trifles that come crowding in can neither vex nor irritate, so long as I have cognizance that I am master of my fate. I find no satisfaction in pretense behind a fulgent sham. The mirror in my heart gives me a true reflection as I am. But this is balm that I far less than just a tiny grain of sand can lift my heart to him for help and know that he will lend a hand. Amen. And lastly, Lord, let me be a simple soul. No matter what life brings, finding joy in solitude and peace in little things, content to watch the grasses grow and all the flowers bloom, bringing sunlight to the lives that may be touched with gloom. Lord, let me be a simple soul, however grand this earth, and never let me once forget how much my soul is worth. Blind me to the things of life that cause the heart to stray and keep me just a simple soul forever and a day. 
Amen. I love poems. I do. So thank you, poets. Thank you, listeners, for coming to pray with me. We just got these blessings started for today. I hate to see another month end, but God is with us. He gave us some good wisdom, some good instruction, and we look forward, always forward, (laughs) to what is coming next. God bless you all. Have a blessed day. Be sure to do an act of kindness. Bye for now.